issue for all women. All right, Mickey here. Welcome to Gigcast Week. In this episode, Hannah, Jen and I had a smashing time at the Edinburgh Festival with Gemma Kearney and Rosie Jones. We talked fighting with furniture, sledging for Brexit, starting a commune, pissing yourself on Mastermind, the kindness of strangers and ham on the back of Jen's jeans. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at The Stand as part of the Edinburgh Fringe back in August. Our next show is at London's King's Place on December the 11th, that's right, perfect for a Christmas outing, where we've got the excellent telly star and crisp addict Daisy Haggard and brilliant comedian slash inspirational cowboy boot wearer Tiff Stevenson. Come, it's going to be mint. Tickets for all our gigs are available via our website, standardissuepodcast.com. Let's get back to this one, though. Thanks to The Stand for having us and being a cracking venue for live comedy. Thanks to Emma Caution for all things tech. And thanks to the very awesome birds that are Gemma and Rosie. And now, release the cats! Welcome to The Standard Issue Podcast! Right, so... We usually start with some introductions, and it starts with who we are, what we do, and a little random fact about ourselves. Hannah. I'm Hannah Dunleavy. I can't get on a stool. Um, (laughs) I am one quarter of the standard issue team. Recently, women have been telling me, it's my fact, that that their worst nightmare is sending drunk texts to, like, ex-partners and stuff. They seem to have all taken a decision collectively that instead of sending them to partners, they send them to me. <laughs> I've had the worst selection of like, like just words all in the wrong order, some of which are in English. Taylor yeah. Glenn from Drunk Women Solving Crime sent me something last night that she actually apologised for this morning. <laughs> I mean, she did say, send it to me. Get your fat dick right now. <laughs> no, it, it, didn't was, say it wasn't even in English, Mickey, apart from the words Sadiq Khan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cancel what I mentioned because it was not that no it wasn't <laughs> Rosie um, I'm Rosie Jones I'm a comedian and writer and my fun fact is I'm currently rocking a very cool black eye <laughs> yes <laughs> and I'm going to tell everyone that I got in a fight with a reviewer (laughs) (laughs) who gave me a free star (laughs) when when in reality I had many, many jeans. Oh, wow. (laughs) Although I come to the end of my staircase, I hadn't. <laughs> and I had a fight with a banister. <laughs> I'm going to give that story three stars. <laughs> Actually, it deserves another star because when Rosie told her earlier, she said, um, well, you know, I was drunk and she just pointed at me. (laughs) As if that explained that, you know, I was drunk. Oh, no. (laughs) Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. Jenster. I'm Jen Offord. I am a quarter of the Standard Issue team and I am not Phoebe Robinson. So, uh, but I am making my Edinburgh debut. Thanks, guys. Gemma? Hello, I'm Gemma Kearney. Um, I'm a broadcaster and loads of other things. I don't know why. 
I just say yes <laughs> to everything. Um, but I'm in here. I'm here doing this, but I'm also in Edinburgh for the month because I'm producing, exec producing, a show on the fringe called Parakeet, which is a punk musical about three teenage girls that try and change the world. Awesome. We usually save plugs to the end, but I respect oh, that. I'm I on respect it. I'm on promo flex. <laughs> it's ingrained in my brain. Uh, I am Mickey Noonan. I am part of the Standard Issue podcast team. And I used to work in a karaoke bar on a Sunday. And it was an old man's pub. And the first time you hear a 65-year-old sing, Chefs, suck my chocolate salty balls, <laughs> it is hilarious. When he does it every single fucking week, it loses its appeal. So I've always... <laughs> Hated karaoke for that reason. But I recently discovered one song I can sing on karaoke, and that is The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Bear with me. But you have to sing it as if you were a death metal act. I am Mr. Brightside! It's the best fun you can have before fighting with a banister. (laughs) Hannah, should we start with a question? I do. Um, I would like to know what has been making you laugh this week. Let's start with Rosie. I think you've been here the longest, haven't you? Yeah, I've been here now for about 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Kill me. (laughs) No, I forgot how to laugh. Oh, no, no, I'll tell you what has I'm living with two great comedians, Susie Rockfall and Jenny Bead. But Oh, you lucky bitch. I know, <laughs> but they don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, real comedian in our flat is uh, Jenny's dog. He is so cute. <laughs> and whenever I eat anything, he just comes up and just licks my face. <laughs> that is very, very funny. <laughs> and giving him about five stars. <laughs> Gemma? Um, I was at the flick last night. Do you know about the flick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, tell us. Uh, the flick is a pop-up nightclub um, okay. uh, in George Square Gardens. I think that's what it's called. I'm getting so scrambled with names <laughs> and places, which is making me ashamed because I'm Scottish. I'm like Gemma Kearney. I'm not half Scottish. And I, I, I keep getting told off by cab drivers for not being able to pronounce things properly or getting them completely wrong. Um, but yeah, the flick was pretty funny. So Diane Chorley, she's an incredible character yeah. um, and very welcoming in her nightclub, kind of based on what you might find in the mid-80s on Canvey Island. Um, and I DJed, because I said yes, didn't I? Of course you did. Because I love Diane. Um, so I DJed till about 3am and played lots of Shaggy, Mr. Bombastic and stuff like that. Just on loop. Yeah, pretty much. Like Everything was so ramshackle as well, so I'm trying to do like a professional DJ set. So my sense of humour really had to be intact because <laughs> no one knew what they were doing and nothing was working. So I just drank some... Pink Prosecco and had a boogie. 
Mm. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I used to live at the seaside. Um, I used to live in South Sea, and there was a guy at the end of the pier there, and he was called Rayalis, and his amazing organ. He sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I live by the seaside now, so I know this. I can feel like I know Rayalis. You yeah. Know? I live in Margate, and like, wow, it's a real, it's a characterful place. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love yeah. the British seaside, and yeah, it's, it's kind great. of. Cheesy crapness. Ray and his magnificent... Is what organ is amazing organ? It was amazing organ. It just made me think of your granddad and his bugle. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about... Yeah, my... my um, we were talking about my granddad who was incredibly miserable for, like, most of his life, um, but did have the habit of saying, like, some absolutely hilarious stuff that he didn't realise was funny. And uh, his dad was in the Navy and he had some, uh, like, some memorabilia which he liked to, you know... Look after, let's call it that. And my gra- my brother went round once after school, and my granddad said to him, "Oh, I was expecting you to see see you today, son." And my brother said, like, oh, "I just thought I'd stop in." And he said, "Come in, I'm just polishing my bugle." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my brother's like, "I'll come another time, granddad." <laughs> Jen. Uh, so last night I went to see standard issue favourite Jen Brister. Do you all know who Ooh. Jen Brister is? Love her. She's amazing. Uh, her show Underprivilege. There's like some Toby Young abuse in it. There's right. some Bush topiary. She does a lot of shouting, doesn't she? She does a lot Jane, of shouting. Jen is magnificent when she, she shouts. She is a great shouter. I'm a bit obsessed with her. We're all a bit obsessed. Yeah. We are, actually. It's yeah, this is the rest of the show. Just us <laughs> talk about thinking Jen about Jen Brister. <laughs> Can we do some shouting? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> all right. I will get there. We'll be doing some <laughs> What about you, Hannah? Um, I came up on a train yesterday and I um, was sitting at a table with uh, a little boy. He was seven. He was with his parents. And he basically had no filter <laughs> and asked loads of questions and revealed loads and loads of family secrets at the table. <laughs> and it just got to the point where they were like, well, you're kind of our family now, aren't you? Um, and at one point he said, my mum had a heart operation. And... Uh, and she was like, yeah, I did. And he said, go on, pull up your top, show the scarf. <laughs> so him, yeah. yeah. I tried to book him, but he's busy. <laughs> and also a boy. He's a man, even if he's a mini-man. <laughs> no man. Joan, have you got a question? I do. So I would like to know, uh, we're not going to answer this because we've answered it a squillion times, but you guys, where, when you were growing up, where did you see yourself represented in like, popular culture? What did you look to and sort of identify with? I'm going to go to Gemma first. I've been thinking about this a lot because the show that I'm working on is like really teenage and it's taking me back. It's like on this nostalgia flex. And also, um, coincidentally, I recently went to see the Spice Girls at Wembley Arena and the energy was off the chain and everything made sense. I suddenly really, really, I mean, I always reference them and they were my specialist subject when I did celebrity which I hate the word of uh, masterminds because I love them that much um, but yeah like in a massive arena filled with people loads of women drinking rosé grabbing each other crying uh, in like ridiculous outfits I like myself included like everything just kind of felt right um so and I know that if you are you know a, there's lots of different types of feminists, you know. I'm an intersectional feminist and I'm interested in talking about that. But, like, uh, so if you're, like, proper right girl and, you know, I think it, you, that kind of girl power can be, you know, problematic. But for me, age however old I was, seeing them, like, just burst onto the screen, just having, like, being a group of women having a lot of fun, I was just like, 
like transfixed. So I think I'm all the Spice Girls, unfortunately. <laughs> I've got to ask you, what's your best bit of Spice Girl trivia? Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, well, I, um, do you remember the film? Certainly, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not particularly trivia. I just wanted to bring up the film. <laughs> but you know the bus? The bus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. the bus? Yeah. yeah. You see, yeah. look, we're all the same. Um, don't be ashamed. <laughs> Girl power, high see you all time. I wrote a book and did a book tour on a bus that was done up by the same people that did up the bus from the film. <laughs> That is tenuous. I enjoy that a lot. Was Richard E. Grant on it? Yes. Good. Good. Uh, Rosie, what about you? Let's just quickly because not in a sad way, but I never saw myself depicted in the media. Because in the 90s, disabled people were really on TV and in film. And if they were, they were like the victim. And I've grown up with amazing friends and an incredible family. And I never felt like the victim. So for me, I felt a bit lost for a few years and being like, oh, well, am I valid? Like, I knew I always wanted to pursue a career in the media, but because I didn't see myself represented I thought how mm-hmm. um, but as I grew older I was like well if there's nobody for me to look up to there's nobody for the younger generation to look up to so that, like, propelled me to become that person. Fucking great. Yes! <laughs> you saw what my mum would call a niche in the market. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Can't say niche. <laughs> I am going to go, like, a little swerveball here, and I would like to know... What is the kindest thing that a stranger has ever done for you? And I am going to start with Gemma. Oh, man, that's really hard because most strangers aren't kind. (laughs) Um, Excellent noise. (laughs) I do definitely feel like there's been moments where if I'm a bit sad or having a little, like, you know when you try and stifle a cry... (laughs) <laughs> no one can do it you kind of go <laughs> it's just it's just a bit embarrassing sometimes isn't it when you're on the train or whatever if it's not uh, my eyes that give me away it will be my nose just starts drifting oh, yeah. do the thing the completely pointless thing which is like waft your own face. wafting your face like it's not going to stop the tears let them out um, I, I definitely have had moments where and it's always women 
that you can just sort of look up and they get you. They just sort of either give you a little wink even or or just sort of like a, are you all right? You know, just like a, yeah. a warmth. And I think that women do that quite a lot. And I make a pact to myself to try and do that myself now. I mean, it gets, it, sometimes it's like, it gets me into like a drama. <laughs> but But I do think if there's a way of like, just sort of giving a little nod or whatever, like, I've got your back. That's quite nice, isn't it? It's lovely. Susan Kalman told me a story when I was talking to her about kindness for her book. And she said that a woman had told her this story where she'd been really sad and she'd been trying to hide it and just ended up sort of sobbing in a cafe. And a man had noticed and clearly wasn't quite sure what to do. So he made her a balloon penguin. (laughs) How is that not good? It's always going to help. That's so nice. Balloon penguin. (laughs) Rosie, what about you? Um, Mary was recently actually I fell over surprise <laughs> and I don't want to brag but I am amazing <laughs> at falling over <laughs> but um, this time I fell back and I hit my head and um, there was blood everywhere. Oh, oh, by the way, I was in a very bad place. I was in Poundland. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say quite the opposite. (laughs) Can I I just ask, Rosie, were you drunk? (laughs) <laughs> in Poundland? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> and it was properly like a movie because I fainted and when I woke up I saw a woman running towards me with pretty much a newborn baby. <laughs> And I just heard her say to a random woman, take my baby, I'm a nurse. And she just happened to be shopping in Poundland. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I felt so bad because her baby was crying and I kept going... No, no, I'm all right. Take care of your little baby. And she was like, he is absolutely fine. You are bleeding from your skull. (laughs) Um, And she stayed with me for an hour while the ambulance came. And she, like, knew all the, like, lingo. So when the paramedics came, she told them everything. And, yeah, she was just so lovely. Um, amazing. Yeah, I don't know what it says about me, but when you said there was a woman running towards you with a baby, I thought she might use it to stem the flow. 
Put the baby on the back of the head. Let it take the brunt of the blood. I mean, it's terrible that we pay our nurses so badly, but that actually worked out really well for you in that situation, didn't it? Yeah, totally. If we paid them better, she'd have been in Waitrose. You'd still be lying on the floor in Poundland, bleeding from the head. Thank goodness for Jeremy Hunt. No. 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 Wow. Clearly a joke, guys. Hannah, what about you? What's the nicest thing a stranger has ever done for you? A stranger. Sorry, well, kindest, nice is different. Yeah, I, I fell off my bike once. Not bad enough to be taken to the hospital, but bad enough that I was pretty shaken and in quite a lot of pain. And I was just, you do that thing where you go, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, everyone leave me. And uh, I was just sitting there holding my knee. And uh, an old lady who was really unbelievably gloriously fat came and sat down on the road next to me and gave me a cuddle. And, and she was just like, I'm going to sit here. And, yeah, then I got up, and then we had to get her up, which was quite... <laughs> which wasn't that easy, but, yeah. Just people being nice to you when you're like, I'm a bit embarrassed, I'm a bit upset, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. Jen? Oh, mine's another bike story. Um, don't ride sorry. bikes, people. <laughs> I don't like to talk about this, but I cycled across America once. I talk about it a lot. Um, did you know about that? <laughs> never mentioned it before, I have. Uh, and I fell off my bike and uh, I was somewhere in Tennessee and I fell off my bike and I my knee was like pissing with blood and I looked at it and I could see something white in the hole in my knee. Oh, oh, guys. I was out too late last night, I can't deal with it. I don't know what it was, but anyway. Anyway, so I saw that and then I went a bit batshit and just started going, ah, ah, ah. and this woman uh, pulled over, got out of her car. She's like, are, are you all right? And I was like, no. And then she put me in a car and she took me to, I guess, the equivalent of A&E in America. And then she drove me to Nashville and taught me to line dance. Wow. That's pretty yeah. good. That is, that's, that's kind in a way that will last you forever. Shout out Linda Sue. <laughs> She's badass. That's the best gift you can give anyone. I am. Mine is from when I was little as well. Oh no, you weren't that little. I wasn't. No. I, was, I was 33. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't little when I fell off my bike either. So I was younger than these two, and I'd gone sledging, and I was quite the unit as a child. It was quite a hefty, hefty little beast. And I got on a sledge, and it made it go very, very fast down a hill. And luckily, there was a wall at the bottom, and it stopped the sledge, but it did not stop me. And I powered through that wall, taking it with me, and having it land on top of me. And a man came and he lifted all the stones off me. And I was just like a mess, obviously. And he very kindly asked me where I lived. And he picked me up and he only said oof once. <laughs> and he carried me home to my mum. And, like, and then just disappeared into the snowy day. Um, that was very nice. Up until that last bit, it sounded a bit like a Brexit analogy. <laughs> I started off going down a hill. Then I was just smashed into a wall out of control. Alright, Mickey here with an advert for BetterHelp Therapy Online. You alright? Such a small question and sometimes such a big question too, eh? Now, regular listeners will know I am no stranger to depression and while over time and with the help of some decent counselling and brilliant friends and family, I've established a toolkit to help when the constantly dripping tap of life gets a bit too much. That does not mean I am a stress-free human rainbow skipping through meadows. I mean, who is? We all carry around different stresses, big and small, and sometimes we can deal 
and sometimes it's much harder to cope. Why fit it? Right now, I have a teenage puppy to deal with, and although I love her very, very much, she can be a lot. There, said it. And as quick a fix as it seems to say, I'm fine, I'm fine, and push it all down into the big inside box and put that lid on. For me, that hasn't been a great long-term solution, in that if I don't get it off my chest, it will at some point come bubbling up, and it's never been one to pick its moments in a good way. I find talking means I can avoid it exploding out of me like a messy emotional volcano all over my nana's carpet. Also, during my various times in talk therapy, I discovered that saying something out loud or writing it down can make it seem much more manageable than allowing it to swirl around and grow ever bigger in my head. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've found knowing how to reach out is sometimes the toughest bit, but BetterHelp is entirely online. Boom which means it couldn't be easier. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, then work your sessions around your schedule. With more than a 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Standard issue listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com standard. That's betterhelp.com slash standard. Hey there, in case you missed our last London show on International Men's Day, which sold out, humble brag, and in case you can't make it to our Newcastle show on January the 12th, which has also sold out, humble brag, you may be interested to note that we have another gig, our final gig of the year in fact, on December the 11th at King's Place in London, and we're going to be joined by she of Psychoville, Back to Life and Episodes fame, the fantastic Daisy Haggard, and also Tiff Stevenson to complete the lineup. So that's fantastic news. So get yourself a ticket for that and maybe get everyone you know a ticket for it as well for a uh, lovely little Christmas present. That's right, give the gift of lols. You can do that by checking out our website, www.standardissuepodcast.com. I'd like to know that if you could do one thing better, what would it be? Let's start with Rosie. Tall. Um, so that's a tricky because I am very very good (laughs) (laughs) at everything (laughs) Um, oh maybe it's a joke in the Edinburgh print but I would like to sleep better because I think I'm really good at setting out time and I always go to bed giving myself eight hours sleep Mm -hmm. but then I'm wide awake going through everything in my mind so if I could go right sleep now that would be great yeah that does sound great I used to be able to sleep really well and yeah yeah, it's gone downhill a bit recently I don't know why you're looking at me yeah um, you want me to stop coming into your bedroom and poking you (laughs) is this your way of telling me yeah maybe Gemma? Um, drive. 
I can't drive and it's doing my nutting. I'm 34. <laughs> so not better, just something you yeah. want to do. <laughs> I know, I've been learning, but I'm oh, like, right, okay. bored. it's boring. I find it boring. Driving. I, I, I get distracted by the houses. I'm like, oh, isn't that... I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you shouldn't drive. I know. I, <laughs> and then like the beautiful... Yeah, I just... But I really want the freedom and the independence because I'm a single woman who is travelling a lot and I want to be able to put my my stuff in a suitcase in the back and go yeah. on road trips and go and have adventures. But, yeah, I, it's driving me mad. Oh? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the whole cliche of you learn to pass your test and then you actually learn to drive because you're not <laughs> really? as like... Yeah, and, and also just, just stop being distracted by houses. <laughs> yeah. That would make it better immediately, mm. if not for you, but for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just get excited or I like, I get worried I'm going to see my ex-boyfriend and he's going <laughs> to laugh at me. Like, it's a small town thing. <laughs> yeah, I think you just need to be not better at driving, better at focus. Oh, yeah, that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that would be good. Jen? You're not a driver either, are no, you? No, I'm not. Uh, I've never even had a provisional licence. I've had the photo signed for it twice. <laughs> it's almost the same thing. That's what I thought. Do you want to do it, though? I mean, I live in London, so I don't really mm. need to. So I've sort of, and also I'd be really shit at it. So I'm I'm happy not to yeah. until I want to go somewhere and then I'm less happy about it. But um, I used to play the flute really badly when I was a kid. I failed grade three, which is pretty shit. Uh, I don't actually want to be better at that, but I would quite like to have been better at like musical instruments and stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. Mate, that's a good one. I would like to be better at willpower uh, <laughs> dream on yeah right um, it would make m- like so much of my life like better like I'd, I'd exercise more and I'd eat healthily and it wouldn't feel like a chore and I'd be better at turning the telly off at 2am when I really want to watch another mm. episode of Orange is the New Black and go no Mickey it's time for bed but, be a sensible grown up but that sounds boring <laughs> I, I like you thinking. Um, I'd like to be better at being boring. I am just too fucking fun, everyone. I'd like to be better at not being the party in every room. It is. It's a. It's an albatross around my neck, guys. <laughs> fucking cheers, <laughs> Dunleavy. Um, I'd like to be better at ending stuff. I'm not very good at just finishing things. I got a job in a pub when I was 18. I worked there till I was 24, even though I had other jobs. I just, I couldn't leave. I, I don't like handing my notice in. I saw a thing yesterday on Twitter that said how you sign off an email is like symptomatic of your personality. And I, I, I guessed what I sign up as and I checked and it's true. And I, I basically put, speak soon, Hannah. And I put that to people I will never contact again. <laughs> I can't. And it reminded me that I am um, my... My gran, when she died, we had to go in and see her in the hospital. And we were told we would never see her again. This was basically the end. And everybody else said, like, really, like, powerful, moving things. And I went, bye, Nan, see you soon. (laughs) Um, Which was ridiculous. So, yeah, I'd like to be able to, like, not have ending stuff just be really awkward. Even just conversations. I don't know. And so I don't like WhatsApping and things like that. Because, like, with the conversation, you go, oh, I'm going to go now. Bye. But, like... 
I'm like, oh, they sent me a message back now. I don't know if I'm supposed to send them a message or was that the end of it or I don't know. Maybe if I put two kisses, that seems really definitive that we're done talking. But I find that stuff awkward. I'll still be there at 2am going, oh, I need to respond to them. The joy of this is we could just let Hannah keep talking forever. Exactly. I didn't even know where to end that fucking story. (laughs) (laughs) Speak soon, Hannah. (laughs) Shall I definitively end it with a question? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that then. So um, we all work on, well, not all of us, me, Hannah and Mick, work on the podcast and we have to spend a lot of time on our own recording weird things which always feels like a weird thing to do sitting in your bedroom talking to no one and pretending to be happy about it I I the other day had to say the words Gemma Kenny in seven different voices (laughs) and it was like I was a fucking lunatic (laughs) just sitting in my house going Gemma Kenny Gemma Kenny (laughs) and the one that made it onto the advert and it makes me piss laughing every time I hear it because I know that Hannah hated doing it she just goes Gemma Kenny I know <laughs> Speak soon, Hannah. I'm sorry. So, what I would like to know: Oh, are you still? No, you, say, you go on. Say again? I was go going on. to apologise for interrupting. Go on, say Gemma Kenny again. We know you want to. Please don't, Gemma Kenny. <laughs> so, let's start with Gemma Kenny then. I know. <laughs> What is your weirdest habit or the thing that you do when no one is around to see? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I could eat in bed. It's mm. alright. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> does that. Do they? Is that not that bad? It's like just a soft table. But let, what, about bit, <laughs> what about if it's in the clair? <laughs> Yeah, it's just a soft, not very All right. What's table. weird? What's weird? I don't know. Am I, like, I'm really, really intrigued about everyone else. <laughs> Go on then, Mick. You spill, a, you spill a weird thing that you what do. What do I do? Um, I do it less now that I live with someone, but I've lived, I lived on my own for like 13 years and basically went feral. And just like, I'd be like, what? I have to cook this shit, not buying that. And I just eat. And this was one of my favourite teas. And you are very willing to judge me. But remember, I bring the party. And that was... <laughs> A tin of tomatoes and a hunk of cheese, and I just sort of eat some of the tomatoes, eat a bit of cheese, <laughs> eat some of the tomatoes, eat a bit of cheese, put the rest of the tomatoes in the fridge, because I don't give a fuck about aluminium poisoning, guys. <laughs> On the edge. And occasionally, not really bother with the knife or the cheese, just little teeth marks in the cheese. Is that why you need willpower, to rein in that kind of wacky behaviour? Absolutely, because now I have guests and they don't appreciate when you're just like doing a cheese board. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's been at it with the false teeth, like me just going, I'm sorry, I don't know how that's happened. It must be mice. (laughs) Massive mice. Rosie, what about you? I don't know. It's not really a habit, but when I am alone, because I love talking and I love being happy and, yeah, I'm really sociable, but I love that because when I'm alone... I'm the exact opposite and I got an alter ego and it's a 90 year old woman (laughs) (laughs) 
called Mabel. <laughs> and Mabel is nothing more than putting her flannel pyjamas on, slippers and socks. Yeah. Getting get a crossword, eating a whole pack of a spearmint soft mints <laughs> not sure about that bit <laughs> just being really really moody that's because you want to upgrade your snacks that's why you're moody that's how I'm spend a whole day on my own just like really grumpy <laughs> and that allows me to go out in the world and go hello because <laughs> no one knows about Mabel <laughs> That is good, good self-care right there. I thought something a bit weirder. Shaking. So I've learned about... <laughs> yeah, that is like, a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I've learned about... Like, yeah, like is not weird. Okay, but just out of the old... I don't think people are in their house naked just shaking like like I do sometimes. Because I just... I, I always research different types of therapeutic things and supposedly you can physically I mean we do it when we dance but we, no one really goes out dancing anymore which is a shame for me because disco is my religion but like sh- really? but like shaking you can shake out the stresses basically so I've been doing that and I do think to myself if someone could see me I've just got out of the shower I'm naked just sort of doing some weird <laughs> dance like shaky dance it's quite bizarre who else did we have that said was it Susie Wakoma said she did that oh, really? just like just 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 shaking her ass naked yeah yeah it was yeah I'd yeah. recommend it it feels really good <laughs> Rosie is this why you're so relaxed yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hannah what about you oh I mean I've lived by myself for like 10 years so there's there's nothing that's even vaguely socially acceptable about the way I live I just I can't I, it's, I do let mess accumulate I think that's probably my most and I let it accumulate in places like on my sofa so I'll sit and work and I'll just end up with this wider and wider circle of shit around me where like okay that's where you know that's a cup of tea I made three hours ago that's whatever yeah pretty much and I eat a lot of Pringles in one sitting <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. You can't. They, they can have that if they want it. <laughs> Jen? Um, I also live on my own and I have arguments with people in my head, but I talk them out loud. <laughs> I get very angry and uh, have a lot to say to various people. I'm not going to mention any names. Oh, um, see, you don't even you you don't have a cat because I do talk no. to myself a lot, but I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to the cats. I'll come in and I'll go. The way your sister's done, like, can you believe this? And when I was had no cats at all, I didn't realise I did it until I had no cats at all, and I was like. What am I going to start talking to? Maybe I'll start talking to the fridge. <laughs> Hello. They're <laughs> very fine this morning. But I certainly don't argue with people. I hear my mum talk to the cats, and it makes me like I'll hear her say, Muesli is sadly no longer with us, but I recall one time, No, Muesli, I'm very angry with you. <laughs> and you're like, 
She doesn't care, Mum. Yeah, she really doesn't. <laughs> I've got a mate who talks to a dog like a dog understands. So we'd gone to stay at Mel's house and um, Dee Dee had done a territorial thing and she pissed on the duvet, which um, would be bad to eat food off at that point. Yeah. Um, unless, no. Um, and so Mel was just like, she took the dog into another room to give it a talking to. <laughs> and she's very broad Northern Irish. And I'm not going to do the accent because I can't. Um, but she was just going... Dee Dee, why are you embarrassing me? Why would you do that? You, you've not done this for ages. Why is it happening now? And the dog was like, woof. <laughs> Needed a piss. Woof. She's worried about the current socio-political climate in Northern Ireland. There's a lot to worry about over yeah, there yeah. at the moment. I but think. she couldn't get that across. No, it's very hard to in only woof sparks and arse licks, to be honest. <laughs> On the subject of arse licks, I would like to know what is your greatest fear? Might have not worked. <laughs> You've let something loose there. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm going to start with Rosie. What is your greatest fear? Mm, I am quite fearless. Um, mm, I mean, it is depression. Mm. I think I feel like dying alone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Let's just live together and then it'll only happen to one of us. And since I'm substantially older than you, I'm thinking you're shit out of luck. Yeah. No, no. Oh, God. I've even depressed myself. Yeah, George. Nobody wants to be that person who has a funeral and no one comes. But you don't... <laughs> you want to know? Because they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> so your greatest fear is to be the only surviving person on Earth. <laughs> it's like children yeah, of men. Nothing. We're, we're hurtling towards that eventuality. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. So that and snakes. <laughs> so if you're the only person left on Earth and all other animals have died out apart from snakes. Mm. Oh, oh, God, that is scary. I reckon Mabel would like it, though. Oh, Mabel will be right into it. (laughs) (laughs) After she finished her crotch word. (laughs) And made sure she had minty fresh bread. (laughs) Gemma? Wetting myself or something. That would be quite embarrassing. I'm quite scared of that right now as well. (laughs) When I did did Mastermind, which was terrifying, like truly terrifying, just having this like spot. Has anyone done it? Like, just checking. Like, just this like bright light on you, and then John Humphrey's like being super serious. I was thinking, surely like we get a break to go to the loo. And it's like no. Like it's just like really, yeah. really. And I was like, I'm just gonna piss my pants. I'm just gonna piss my pants. I'm just gonna sit here and wet myself. Like, you know, just like. And I'm actually apparently like that is what when you're nervous, you're we're all connected. A common thing, but I was just like, that would just be so embarrassing to piss your pants on Mastermind. Um, so that, um, uh, 
that is niche pissing your pants on mastermind yeah but, no, but in general you know because I do a lot of public stuff so yeah. like basically basically embarrassing yourself in public like in that kind of like intense way um, I, I want to shut myself on a date no way oh. no way I've got um, I've got a syndrome guys be nice yeah I've got a uh, pretty bad IBS and it was the first pint so it wasn't that kind of shitting myself oh. and yeah it just kicked in because it happens when I'm nervous so I'm well excited about my wedding day guys <laughs> uh, yeah and I, I didn't make it to the least so I just had to tie my jumper around my waist I, I was in the toilet and just and, and just sort of went I'll be back in 10 minutes because it was my pub around the corner go home have a quick shower throw my jeans in the wash went back out because I'm a fucking legend you went back out I'm going to spite you for that that's incredible yes so you know, it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but did you tell I got, it? I got no. through it. Um, I, I I had to because I'd literally just left him in a random pub. And was he all right about it? Yeah, we're getting married. It's all good. Oh, that's, he's um, the one. That's not why. That'd be weird. Finally, the woman of my shitting herself dreams has arrived. Oh, that's a nice man, definitely. He's a good one. He's a keeper. I've got a suggestion about us all being scared, dying alone. We all live alone, do we? No, you're just you're getting married. You, you yeah. fucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm like obsessed with starting a hippie commune. I would love that. Yeah. 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 You can join with him. Yeah, he's like a good one, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think like we all just need to be like a bit like more honest that yeah. we like, especially if you are single and yeah. yeah. I don't know. Let's just like live amongst each other. Let's all together and shit together. Yeah. Am I still allowed to argue with imaginary people? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you won. You'll probably be like. Yeah, you need to release that sometime, All right. right? Can, <laughs> I'm in. Can I bring Mabel? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes! <laughs> can, you, can you bring the woman that took you line dancing? Absolutely. <laughs> She's got some questionable views about guns and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> we can hash it out over it. a pie. Absolutely. <laughs> I used to be scared of literally everything in my entire life. When I was a child, I was almost permanently rigid, just lying at the bottom of the stairs with my parents going, you're going to have to go up there and me like, there are things, there are things. Now, most things don't scare me. Um, apart from, yeah, currently what's happening out there in the world and falling down the stairs and dying alone. Yeah. Yeah. Face eaten by cats. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of all right with that though, because they will be hungry. <laughs> I won't be there to feed them. I just you've got yeah, to make peace with it. They need to be hungry because then they might go and get help. I've what? met your cats. Or one of them eat. doesn't leave the house. Yeah. One of them doesn't. She's really fucking weird. But the other one does actually go and bother the neighbours for food. And I think eventually they think, "I wonder where Hannah is." I, I fell down the stairs. I, I was running downstairs to answer the front door and I had pyjamas on and I put my foot inside the turn-up of my pyjamas and I fell down the length of the stairs and it was genuinely just like a terrifying vision, vision of the future. I hated it. Those cats did nothing to help me. Nothing. <laughs> the commune is on. Yeah. Oh, good. So my greatest fear is stairs and escalators and that's because I have broken my nose three times and two of those was falling downstairs. So I am really sort of tentative going downstairs. So when I went to Machu Picchu, which is just made, it's just an, it's a fucking Escher painting, just stairs, just constantly. It was beautiful, but very, very traumatic. And I do think escalators will eat me if I stay on too long. 
It's, it's a genuine fear. One sort of a combination of all of those things, basically, is being chased by anything upstairs, even cats. I'm scared if the cats chase me up the stairs. I'll tell you what, though, we just found the world's best game for the commune. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, you've got a 10-second start. <laughs> Jen, Go. there's, there's Jen, we've tied loads of ham to the back of her. <laughs> Off she goes. <laughs> Release the cats. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It's getting weird. Maybe that's why they don't work. <laughs> also spiders. I had to rescue you from a spider this morning. No. That, I mean, I could have coexisted with it, but I didn't want it crawling on me while I was in the shower. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> but you also didn't want to move it yourself. No. <laughs> but I um, could have. We had someone ca- come in, it was amazing, um, MG Leonard, and she writes stories about books and stuff for kids. And she did it to get over her fear of books. And she was talking to us, and we were all saying that spiders are the ones that most people get a bit icky about because they're a bit alien. They run fast and they move sideways. It's weird. Pricks. And, yeah. and they're pricks. Um, I quite like them. And I Jen quite... said, Oh, I don't want to hurt them. So I just throw them out the window. And that was when Jen learned spiders can't fucking fly. Jen <laughs> <laughs> just hurling them out of the window to their death. Well, I just thought, you know. They're probably okay with it. <laughs> Apparently, their legs break really easily. Yeah, spindly like a spider. Did you think they were like Spider Man and they'd be like, "Fuck, shoot what? some webs out, shoot some webs out, <laughs> grab onto something, anything." <laughs> what a sport! Like, they're quite adaptable. They'll figure something out. Yeah, know. I sometimes see them just swinging past my window, and I think they've been thrown out by someone, haven't they? <laughs> Me. <laughs> That is pretty much all we've got time for. So I'm going to ask, and I'm going to start with Gemma, is there anything you would recommend at the Fringe and is there anything that you would like to re-plug at the Fringe? <laughs> well, I wonder. Um, what do I recommend? Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see it. So we, let's all go together to see Class by Scotty, which is really, I think it's quite challenging, but it's about class and classism and I'm quite passionate about that. Uh, and do come see Parakeet, especially if you want an uplift because it's full of banging music, wicked outfits, and everybody comes out kind of jiving, which I really like. Sounds good. Come. Rosie? Uh, my recommendation, my favourite show so far, is Jets, Fox, The Cube, Hench. It's incredible. It's about how we see our own bodies and what strength means for a woman and it's incredible it's like wall-to-wall jokes and ironically no fat on the hour (laughs) at all it's amazing and I also recommend my show So my show's to call backward and it's at the Pleasant Courtyard every day at seven. Thanks very much. Have an excellent fringe. Thanks very much for coming. You've been cracking. And Speak please- soon. <laughs> please join me in thanking our guests, the brilliant Rosie Jones and Gemma Kearney. And we are standing issue. Hannah and Standard issue for all women.